Welcome to the Glee Man's Apprentice, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am your Glee Man, Twish Avery. And I am his apprentice, Mandy Cat. Cat has already read the first four books of the series, there are always potential spoilers up through the Shadow Rising. And after that, I'll be reading the rest of the books for the very first time with my Glee Man, Twitch. Welcome back to another episode of the Glee Man's Apprentice. I'm, I, of course, am your Glee Man Twitch Avery. And I'm his apprentice, Mandy Cat. And I'm holding a little baby, and it's really cool. I'm really excited about it. Warder in training, Gabrick. <laughs> so when you hear little grunts and squeals, it's possibly him, possibly Merle. Yep, yeah, yep. Yep, yeah, we, we're probably going to have the bone chewing in the background. Better than barking. <laughs> Very much so. So today, we are doing three chapters, doing 20, 21, and 22. Um, uh, the, did I write that right? Jungai Pass? Yeah. The Craft of the, or yeah, The Gift of the Blade, and Bird Calls by Night. Sorry, I must have wrote those really fast. They're chicken scratch. Yep. Um, but before we get into that, how have you been? How's the week been? It's been good. Gabrick keeps meeting, you know, new people here and there, still kind of taking it slow, but he's doing well. I'm, we're figuring out sleep, kind of. He's doing some, they call it cluster feeding, meaning he eats all the time, like yeah. in clusters, yep. which means he's going through a ghost spurt. So that's really good. Yeah. That's what babies are supposed to do. But yeah, so my life is still... Stay at home, feed baby. Yeah, you're um, you're you're basically like a milk cow right now. You're yeah, <laughs> but but I physically I'm feeling really good. So I did tell Chris I'm like get home from work right away because I want to go cross country skiing today. It's, yeah, it's finally not like double negative digits twenty, below zero. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, we're, we're actually supposed to get up to twenty, I think today. Yep, that's what in, I was looking at that. And yeah. Otherwise, uh, Olympics, we've been watching way too much curling in this household. I, yeah. I've never been a curling fan until this year. It's easy to watch while you nurse, I guess. But. Hey, it's, it, it is fun. It's got its own little excitement. It's, it's funny because yeah. uh, I never, I, I knew about curling, but I never really knew anybody who actually participated in curling. Yeah. And then moving up into this region of the yeah. country, I've, I've met so many people who, like, not only are really into playing curling, but uh, they make their own curling blades, curling boots, curling uh, 
yeah. uh, uh, brooms, sweeps, you know, yeah. like they make it all their own and, and they get really, really into it. It's cool. It's, I love it. So, so that, that's my life right now is yeah. watch some Olympics and baby. How are you? Yeah. How's life? Uh, good. Busy, busy. Uh, we went to Grand Forks yesterday to, uh, even though it was a couple of weeks late, to finally celebrate Kendrick's birthday with uh, with his grandparents. Good. And um, and then we are leaving Wednesday to. Uh, we are leaving Wednesday to uh, drive down to Colorado for the uh, for the funeral. Okay. Um, don't. I, I think I mentioned last week Dylan's grandfather passed away so um, and uh, and yeah but but Dylan finished book two yeah so that was exciting she finished it this morning but, but yeah last night uh, shortly before we got into town on our drive back from Grand Forks uh, we listened to the chapter where Inktar kind of divulges the you know the, the truth the, yep yep the big the big bomb and uh and so i was able to like wash her face while that was happening it was it was pretty cool um and uh and she 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 was surprised i was like did you see that coming she's like no not at all yeah and you I, said I, she was mostly listening yeah right? she's mostly been doing it on audible i know that's a different experience than like reading it visually and taking it in that way um but yeah yeah they're uh 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 so that's that's fun and exciting. It's, it gives us a whole new level to our relationship that's never been there before, you know, because the Wheel of Time has always just been my thing, and now it can kind of be both of our things. So that's that's really cool. I'm really, She's going through them pretty fast, so that's... that's yeah. Cool. I mean, she it, it's funny because she only listens to them on Monday and Tuesday, but on Monday and Tuesday she's driving for about a total of 9 to 10 hours. Oh, yeah. So she's able to, like, just bust out chunks at a time, you okay. know. Um, Good. Because if you think about it, I think the average book is around, like, 30 hours. Maybe a little bit more here, maybe maybe a little bit less there. But I'm pretty sure most of them are right around 30 to 35 hours. So she can knock them out in, like, four trips. And you've probably said this before, but the voice actor, does he do a good job? Uh, I, I haven't asked her recently. Okay. But in the beginning, she didn't love... She didn't love Michael Kramer. Oh, okay. she didn't. She didn't like his rendition of uh, Perrin. But of course, she had already she had seen the show, oh, so she already had Marcus Rutherford in. kind of in her brain. Um, so uh, the only thing that could be I don't I haven't listened at all. But I'm just imagine if they actually had Eeyore's voice as Perrin. He kind of does. Oh no. He kind of does. Oh. It's, it's 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 slower. It's deeper. It's you know. He kind of does. <laughs> I don't really love it. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. It, it honestly it works really well. But yes, it's kind of an Eeyore oh, voice. But fine. but parents kind of the Eeyore character, yeah. you know. I, so you're right. Um, I'm still. But, by the way, he does not come up in these chapters, folks. Where's Perrin? What well, is, we know where he is. But you know what's going on. Give me an right? update. Unless this is happening concurrently, which. Uh, What's his butt? The Game of Thrones guy did that. Book four and five are happening, or three and four. Well, two of the books happen at the same time. So you only so, get certain perspectives in one book. Yep. Then you get the other perspectives. And it was really upsetting because you're left thinking some people are dead. And then you get the other side of the story. Yeah, anyway. What's his name? 
Mom brain. Uh, you're talking about George R.R. Martin? R. R. All I could think of is J.R.R. Tolkien. I'm like, I will not insult Tolkien with that. <laughs> um, which, to be yeah. fair, Tolkien completed I do his skim works. a lot of George R.R. Martin. Yeah. So, I had as a rough much time. as I like it, I, there's perspectives I would skim. I, I breezed through Game of Thrones yeah. pretty fast, but I, I couldn't make it. I think I got halfway through... Uh, what's the book two? Um, don't don't ask me. <laughs> the, the second but, book, whichever and, uh, one it is. Robert Jordan, I I do read most of it. Um, I would actually say I read all of it. I think the only time I skim is sometimes it's so exciting that I'm just missing yeah. key details. Yeah. That later you're like, oh, are you sure you didn't read this? And it's like, well, I was trying to get to the point of. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's I mean, Robert Jordan is so... He's so detail oriented. Yeah. Like he's just nitty gritty on the details. Yeah, he is. And it's especially in the earlier books, it's really easy to skim over those thinking they're not gonna be important. But we're starting to realize five books in everything's important. Anything could be important. Yeah. It's not it's 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 very difficult to predict what you're gonna need to remember, what yeah. names you're gonna like I mean, with Robert well, yeah, Jordan, if he gives you a name, this, like, I, there's a chance that character's coming back. You know what I mean? And, uh, I, mean, I have he has, not been doing a good job of that lately, but I'm just like, there's only it's hard. so much I can take in. It's hard. I've read um, these books so many times, and I still have a hard time with remembering say, who some people are. My favorite Robert Jordan is just how he smoothly puts things in, like when... um the gray men are coming to kill like, it's always just subtly in there it's so subtle and so beautiful in, in book four like the cold rocks hold where yeah. everything's just normal there's a conversation and all of a sudden there's a fight right yeah. and it just comes out of uh, nowhere yeah it there. just comes out of nowhere and yeah he he and, does that so brilliantly you're just reading like normal then you do this like furrowed brow like wait a minute and then i reread it i'm like oh J- yeah yeah there he so i do enjoy that yeah. He's really good at putting things that are incredibly out of place in what we know about the world in a very smooth way where you don't even really realize that it's so out of place, right? Yeah. It is, it's, it's, yeah, it could because he's, he's created these rules that with like with the dark one and the taint and everything, yeah. like, like, there's a lot of unpredictable shit that could happen. You never know what might be thrown at you at any given minute because of the rules that he's created in his world. I, I love it. He's he's so good at it. But, um... So on to today, I But suppose. yeah, yeah, going into uh, Jungai Pass. Yeah. First of all, there's a trail I like to go hiking with Merle called the Junko Drift, and that's all. I just think of that with... Even though it's Jungai Pass. I'm like, Junko Drift, all right, my favorite trail at Mobile Maze. <laughs> uh, my first comment was there was a new emoji. At least, to me, it looked new. I could have missed it in the previous book. To me, it looked like a dragon fang and tarvalon fame flame yin-yang, but more of a feather instead of the sinuous line in between. And so then I... I was just like, is that a Matt thing when it's a feather? Because he's the eagle. Know what I mean? Or is it well? Or is it just shadowing? Oh yeah, that's true. Or is so it just... we do know what the symbol is, right? Yeah. It's the ancient symbol of the Aes Sedai. Yep. Um, it's on white. It, it's on his banner, black. right? Yeah. And yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of them, um, a lot of portrayals of this like fan art, 
um, it's always black. And I'm assuming it's like that in other chapters. Pro- I've seen oh, this. Yeah. probably. Yep. But, it, but this one's, you're right, it's, it's like feathered. So, huh. and I, my guess was Matt. But anyway, so it okay. starts off. That's really interesting. I've never really looked at that. perspective. Um, obviously, they're still headed through the Jungai Pass, not to be confused with Jungle Drift. <laughs> we see Moraine coaching him on leadership, how to approach Karyanians. Kyrian and okay. yeah, Kyrian. That you did pretty good. Typical Rand's ignoring her. He's actually super, just like O M G, shut up. But he isn't. He just kind of like I can't tell her to shut up because it'll only get worse. So I'll just ignore her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a man. And and they're and they're kind of still trying to figure out this new dynamic between them where she's allowed. She's doing what what he tells her to do. She basically told him that's how she would. Yep. Like. Yeah. So when he does say shut up, she yeah. shut up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Rand's observing the intriguing landscape. There is random stuff. I noted there was a tall monument that he thinks was pre-Arthur Hawkwing. Um, as well, it's pretty, everything is pretty random. There's a lot of details. But the one that struck me, it's like he's looking at the top of mountain peaks and sees a dock. Yeah. So he's like, this must have been the breaking of the world where, this, this, what, where the they're standing shoved up. Where they're standing right now was probably the ocean floor. And that was a dock. Yeah. And it's really interesting. He asks uh, um, Asmodian, or no, he thinks about how he needs to ask Asmodian about it, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and it was interesting, and I think we got that perspective, I don't know what book or when or what time, but we do remember, like, people who have said, when I was last here, this was an ocean, or whatever, like, the last we knew, you know. This, yeah. And I, we might have, did we ever see the breaking in any of the weird Tehran real dreams, or not so much? I think we just get memories of people who remember... Or the Ogier, maybe? I think the only thing we've, like, actually seen of any type of the breaking... Uh, uh, we got some from uh, from Matt's... Or not Matt, Rand's uh, Wayback Machine. Yeah. Right? That's, we got some of that with the IEL. Like, 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 like those last two little parts where it was furthest back in time yeah we, we saw you know we, we we saw the drilling of the bore you know we, we we actually saw that happen so um so yeah uh and, and then the other one the other one that we saw was the very very beginning prologue in the first book with uh loose theron okay. basically creating dragon mount yeah. all right anyway so so this is well, not that the whole world ha- isn't post Arthur Hawking, whatever. But interesting, yeah. there's a dock up there. It makes me actually think of Mount Everest. Like, if you were to see a dock up there and be like, what the hell? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, Rand and Company. I mean, oh. there, are, there are mountain passes in Utah. That, that you stuff? You, well, with, with, like, the remnants of an old dock. Yeah, that's Like, so higher up on the crazy. mountain. And so, you, you have to think, okay, when they first got here... This was actually a lake, a lake you know, yeah. at one point, and then somehow like it eroded and became yeah. you know just a river and went further down, and then you've just got like random like docks and parts yeah, of boats and stuff like that up on the side of the mountain. So, so Rand and company arrived to the burned down town of, I put Tyen. Yeah, that's a that's yeah, okay. that's about Tyen. I think Tyen, something like that. And um, they actually see dead bodies dangling outside the walls. Um, immediately, Rand, not immediately, but Rand has this intrusive Luz Theron memory. 
like Maru eyes. He tried to shake the thought away, but in his head he could see that great city after it was retaken. Immense towers, blackened and collapsing. The remains of great bonfires at every street crossing, where those who had refused to swear to the shadow had been bound and thrown alive to the flames. He knew whose memory it had been. It had to be, though he had not discussed it with Moraine. Oh. I am Randall Thor. Luce Theron Telamon is dead 3,000 years. I am myself! Right. So number one... Yikes to the memory. Like that that's some intense uh mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Rand is desperately trying to remain a farm boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well and and then like that the the rest of that paragraph uh finishes up. That was one battle he meant to win. If he did have to die as Shale Ghoul, he would die as himself. He made uh. himself think of something else. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so Poor he's Rand. he's that's 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 he's there's a huge internal struggle going on where there's a different voice coming yeah. in and kind of taking over. Yeah, and that's interesting. I don't dwell on it much, but it's worth thinking. Like, is he going to be more or less possessed by Luz Theron versus you know? It it always seems like just intrusive memories. Like, oh, you're reincarnated, but you're still you. But there's moments where it's he's it's almost like he's afraid he'll be possessed and not himself at all i mean yeah yeah he's he he doesn't he's super paranoid about going crazy can't blame him and uh i that's gotta be shitty like you you have that foreknowledge that there there's you are going you're gonna go insane you're gonna go crazy and there's a chance you could like be a danger to the people you love when that happens so that's gotta be a weight right um so yeah, yeah, he's 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 got some shit going on. Rand's Rand's got complications. Yeah, he he's a complicated guy. Rand's got baggage. The Facebook that would be his Facebook status. It's complicated. God, it's complicated. <laughs> okay, but yeah, as much as you think everyone's dead, they actually see three straggly people slowly approach, and we get their names actually: Tao, Nathimba. I'm a good saddle maker. <laughs> His sister Errol and her husband Ander Coral. And they tell a tragic ta- tale. Apparently I caught a typo on page 375. But anyway, uh, basically 75 of the um, wild savages destroyed their entire village in a night. Yep. And kidnapped the younger ones to be Guy something. And we're thinking, oh no, Guy Sheen. What the fuck, Kuladen? Yeah. Uh, and and it gets worse. Kuladin and company made the um, younger people strip naked in the streets, and uh, apparently maybe there's a hundred survivors left in town. Yep, yep. And he 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 basically just went at random, picking out men and women. It didn't yeah. matter to hang around the wall. Yeah. So I and mean, he needed enough to cover the entire wall. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. But I I, I wanna I wanna make a. And maybe you put this in your notes and maybe I'm jumping ahead. Um, do you have anything about what Matt said? Oh, you do. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can comment if you wanted to. You go on. Uh, I just said, Matt got very upset. Why the hell didn't you keep sentries? And he's riding his horse suddenly like a champion. Um, and, and it's just this moment where Matt's clearly engrossed by old battle memories of who doesn't keep a sentry up. Yep. And why, yeah. Were your sentries asleep? You did have sentries as close to your enemies. Even Aiel would have a hard time coming to, uh, coming at you if you kept a good watch. Land gave him an approving look. Yeah. Land does not give Matt approving looks. So I'm just saying, 
But, and it's the same thing as Rand, kind of, right? It's, like, all these extra... Yep. ...memories are coming up, or is he getting slowly possessed? No, him less so, because it does seem random. It, and, and it seems like it's not... It's, it's not... One. Always the same yeah. consistent voice. He's got a lot of different voices. He's not voices. He doesn't have anybody talking to him. He just has memories. Yeah. Whereas Rand has somebody actually talking to him and communicating with him. Kind of. Mostly, mostly just memories right he, now. Yeah. yeah. But they're both able to like talk. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's interesting. Um, but Rand is irate also. Why haven't you buried your dead? And these poor people are explaining. Um, we're scared the savages will return, and. There's talk of the fellow with snaky tats who yeah. wanted to leave a message. Yep. Snaky tats, that's Kooladin, guys. Yeah, that's the asshole. Mm. Let's see, do you have... Uh... A message, Anders said in a dull voice. He chose them out to hang, just pulling them out until he had enough to line. He said they were a message for some man who would be following him. He said he wanted this man to know, know what they were going to do on the other side of the spine. He said, he said he would do worse to this man. Which readers know as Rand. Oh, yeah, yeah. And And even the survivors are looking at Rand like, is it you, motherfucker? Yep. (laughs) And then all three freak out and run. Because... Because they see the savages that Rand brought with them. Yeah, they see the aisle. And all the aisle come up with, like, their veils, you know, their veils up, covering their face. And we all know what that means. Death. Yep, yep. And then uh, even Ruark and Derek, a new clan chief, who brought the... Which... The rain. He brought the rain aisle with him. Okay. And... uh, Yep, yep. And, and and Derek's pretty dumbfounded that Kuladin has abandoned Jito, right? He's like, Kuladin yeah. wouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, Kuladin well, absolutely would do that because Kuladin is a piece of... Doggy, do you? Yep. And Mac gives a great response. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Derek <laughs> says, Kuladin has abandoned Jito. And Matt says, that surprises you? After everything he has done already? The man would cheat at dice with his mother. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was funny. <laughs> that is funny. That's oh, a great Matt. line. Matt cheat his mother, and there's nothing worse of Gito than cheating your mother. Right. Um. Okay. Land cautions Rand that some of Cluedon's gang could be lying in wait for them on the narrow pass. So Rand tells the Ayo folk, "Gather survivors. Don't scare them. Yeah. And they will be traveling with our squad. Also bury the dead. And Rand sends the scouts from." other societies ahead to the displeasure of his maiden guard. And yeah. Said, Twitch explain that. It's uh, very okay. purposeful. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, Rand does not want any women to die for him. So, the maidens, so noble. the maidens have, uh, like, kind of adopted him. Yeah. As their own. We understand why that, why that is, right? Because, if a maiden ever gets pregnant and isn't willing to give up the spear, she gives the the baby to a wise one, yep. and then the wise one gives it to somebody. Basically, makes makes it so that there's no way you'll ever know whose child was whose, you know, yeah. whose mother. Yep. And and uh, so with Rand being the son of a maiden, he's kind of like they've adopted him as as like Their own. the child that they had to give up, right? 
Now, so they carry his honor, and for the past three days, he has been sending other um, society members out to do the scouting because he wants to protect the maidens. Okay. They okay. know what he's doing, and they don't appreciate it. No. Because they are not porcelain dolls to be carried lightly. And they probably appreciate being the ones to protect him. Like, exactly. For them, it's probably better honor to die for him than to be protected while others die for him. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It, it definitely it strips them of their honor. Okay. It's not cool. So, okay. So when they when they um, when all the I.O. come up and first scare the <laughs> the, the poor survivors, yeah. um, Rand gets angry at him, and and uh, Derek just says. We put spears in place around this hold unseen as you wished, and there seemed no reason to wait since no one remained here to dance spears. Besides, they are only tree killers, and I just appreciate this. I, so we, we do get a little bit of history yes. of, of uh, the I.O. After the breaking, there was only one group of people that was nice to them, and it was the Kyrians. Yep. And we saw that in Rand's way back, right? And so now... Um, it took them a long time to figure out who, who that was, who that person, who who that, those people were. Right? They finally discovered that it was the Kyrians, and so they brought them a gift of Avendasora. Mm-hmm. You know, Avendadel something I I can't remember what it's called, but um, they and they had peace, and they could go across the wastes unscathed for five hundred years, and then King Laman. Made a mistake. Cut the tree down, and shit went down. So we we, we get all that history um, about the unfortunate uh, relationship between the IEL and Kyrian. And but I do appreciate what Rand says. He says these folk broke no oaths. Right. So. Kind of so don't be a fucking dick. You're punishing the grandchildren or type of thing. Or? You can't like. If I have a friend from Germany, whose great grandfather was in the Nazi army, I can't judge them for that, right? Because right. they didn't do it. So it's like get over your fucking self. Lawman was a dick. That doesn't mean every Kyrian deserves to die. Right. So, and it is funny. So tree huggers and savages. So they both. Yeah. They're both pretty judgmental, yeah. but you know. Yeah. Okay, chapter twenty one, the gift of a blade. This one I noticed the sunshine emoji. And again, I was curious if this was a new one. It didn't it must not have struck me as a white cloak one. Um It's it's, it's like a, a rising, rising sun. sun. We've That's seen right. it before because I'm... it looks like he who comes with the dawn. Well yeah. that was my thought. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. So anyway, they do. There's also there's also a rising sun for Kyrian. No. Cause, oh, the sun. Because Kyrian is, is the. And yeah. that's where they are, right? They're yep. already in. Because Kyrian that is pretty sense. much as far east as you can get before you get into the Iowa waste. Okay, so maybe it's just about Kyrian, but. Well. They set camp up at the mouth of the Jungai Pass. The Aiel camping by society, but all appearing to want to help guard the Karakan. Um, noteworthy, the wise ones Amos, Barrett, Malane are called conveniently at a place where, um, are camped, I think, at a place where anyone coming from the hills would have to pass them. Yes. So they were, they kind of, even though they're on the, uh, they did not want to camp with everyone. 
they're, but they're still in a very convenient location to guard, basically, right? Yes, Even yes. though they're supposed to probably be impartial. Or There's something. a lot of internal thought on yeah. Rand's part about how um, they have basically been trying to control his um, interactions with other people who might influence him in a way they don't want him influenced. Like, they want to be yeah. the ones to influence him. Um, the the clan chiefs, despite being, you know, working together with the wise ones, might have a different perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so, yeah. so the wise ones are trying to limit the amount of, of influencing other than from them that happens, right? Yeah. So. Also, update. Melaine did marry Bale and is now first sister to Dorinda. So that yep. one I noted the names. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Dorinda's probably going to come up now. Yeah. But, okay. Congrats, wedding bells. Woo. <laughs> All right. It's really interesting. Did, did you want to talk about oh, the you, details of the wedding at all? Or? Oh, uh, if you would like to. I don't think I did write any notes, did I? So basically, Brand was just kind of asking uh, Avienda, like, so what was the, what was that whole thing about the fighting? Like, because a uh, uh, hundred of Bale's kin fought a hundred of uh, Melaine's uh, kin while Bale, Bale fought through to, to get to Elaine. And then once he got to her, she like punched, punched him. him a bunch. She still has a limp, right? And it's like, she, she had to show him she was think, worthy. Was it Dorinda was the one who like socked Melaine into... Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So it's just... An interesting cultural custom. Yep. Something. Yeah, I'm glad we don't do that typically anyway. Yeah, I would not have enjoyed that at my wedding. No. No. That just sounds dangerous. But yeah, okay, it's cultural. So we learn Rand is purposely making Asmodian carry the dragon banner for him. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and Asmodian hates it. Yeah. Yep. And uh, here's, a, here's comments, and I do intermix it. Natal with Asmodian, same person. But Natal yeah. says, The landscape has changed to the extent it's all new to me since waking. Right? Yeah. It's like, and the waking is when he got out of the prison, I assume. Yes, uh, yes, exactly. Okay. And and it, it, it's basically in a response to Rand asking him if he has any idea what, what that port Why, was, yeah. right? And, and he just knows Sherelle was a port. That's all he knows yeah. about Yeah, He's this like, area. For all I know, this could be where I was born. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea. And Rand does say, no discussion tonight. And Asmodian's surprised he isn't warded into his tent. But Rand gives um, the threat, don't stab me in the back or yeah. you'll die, basically. Yeah, like, he's, he's basically like, so you're finally starting to trust me, huh? And, and Mas, uh, Rand's like, I trust you like a brother until you betray me and then I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, that, so, that's a good summary. So there's that's, that's basically, uh, yeah, yeah. No burning nets woven around my tent tonight. Do you finally begin to trust me? I trust you like a brother until the day you betray me. You have a parole for what you've done in return for your teaching and a better bargain than you deserve. But the day you turn against me, I will tear it up and bury it with you. And that is me talking the tale. Randall Thor. Two rivers folk don't like people who try to stab them in the back. That's true. Good, good for Rand, right? Yeah. So... Anyways. It's a good motto. And Rand does more reflecting to himself because he's thinking, how is there a dead guy invading my mind? You know, worried about this lose their end thing. Yeah. But also not wanting Asmodian to find out it's happening. Yes. And that's interesting. 
Um, and, and this is where I commented in my notes, really uncomfortable to lose yourself to a person from history. Like, it does seem like a possession, but also yeah. interesting that what would Asmodian do to take advantage of such a thing, right? Like, exactly. I mean, and, and Rand, Rand has gotten to the point right now where he believes that the more people have any type of information that he doesn't want to get out, the more danger it is for him, the more dangerous it is for him. So, so he's, he, he's everything that he's dealing with internally. He, I mean, I don't really get much that there's any type of like therapy, Aja or, you know what I mean? Like there's not, there's not a lot of, uh, one-on-one consoling action going on in, in this world. So he doesn't have anybody to go to, you know, he doesn't have a therapist to go to and he needs a therapist so bad. <laughs> yeah, because he's getting a little bit of uh, multiple personalities, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, a little but, bit. Um, okay. Baran does set a ward around the entire camp that would sound if Shadow Fiend crosses. So we get this image, he's growing stronger with Asmodian's teachings and he doesn't even need his little Buddha Sangriel anymore, the little... Yeah. The little squatting. Yeah, he's getting really powerful even without using it. Yeah. Pretty cool. And I am glad he did set at least one word. You know, that was kind of one of those, like, thank you for not being totally... uh, Arrogantly careless. Yeah, careless. Yep, yep. Okay, so at last Rand arrives to his tent. Oh, boy. There's Avienda holding a dead blood snake. (laughs) The kind whose bite turns your blood to jelly. Rand goes into mom mode worried on her and tells her, use the power next time. Don't get so close to its head with your little belt knife. <laughs> He's just so worried. <laughs> yeah, and I, mean, I was like, the wise ones say we should not use the power very often. Right. Only when we absolutely have to. We still need to know how to do daily tasks with our fucking hands. Thank you very much, you prick. Yeah, so she follows him into the tent and asks if he, why he's worried for her. Or if he's worried. and um, He's definitely lying. She thinks he's worried for him. And he is. And he's like, no. For her, yeah. And then she presents a different gift to cancel the debt between them that Randa believes does not exist. He still wears the dragon belt buckle she made him. So so she's carrying this wrapped thing in cloth. That is like this cloth wrapped item. And she's carrying it more gingerly than she was the dead blood snake. <laughs> she's just like waving the blood snake around, but no bigs. Um, and I, I would like to note the reason why it's called a blood snake is that when it bites you, it like thickens the person's blood, and it's a very slow Gels. and painful death. Um, but it's death no matter what, you know, unless there's an ice die like right there. Um, so, so yes. Anyways, so he unwraps it very carefully, based on the way she was holding yeah. it. And what lay inside was a sword. The scabbard was so encrusted with rubies and moonstones that it was hard to see the gold except where a rising sun of many rays had been inserted. Oh, there it is, the rising sun. The ivory hilt, long enough for two hands, had another inlaid rising sun in gold. The pommel was thick with rubies and moonstones and still more made a solid mass along along the quillions. This had never been made to use, only to be seen to be stared at. It's so, Laman's sword. Yeah. Yep. Laman who cut down the damn Avendensora tree. Yep. She yep. got his sword. So so they 
took it back as proof because they wouldn't be able to take his head because it was Rob B by the time they, they got Very it. Very practical. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So so they took a sword instead and but you know, we know Aiel's outlook on swords, right? They don't like them. They don't like them. They, they don't like they, they will not touch them. They they won't even touch them. And so uh this has been like first it was bought at a high price because people wanted to like show the proof that yes. Laman was killed and then through the years it's been passed on and it gets keeps getting cheaper and cheaper because people just can't, you know, get back feel okay with owning a sword. They feel icky. Yeah. So. Um, but this is great because Rand Rand is astonished as he look you know, he's like, Well, this is really gaudy but then he starts to look closer and realizes this is a heron marked blade. Yep. Like the blade is good. It's legit. It's not rusted. And he's like, okay, sword cancels the debt, but I want you to have the Hilton scabbard. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't want those. That, 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 I'll have, yeah, I'll have he, my own stuff made. He can't use it with yeah. it, basically. It, it cancels out the weight. You wouldn't be able to hold it. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's completely impractical for actual War. combat. And when you have a power-wrought heron-marked sword, it should not be incapable of use you know yeah. use it should be used that's yeah. a powerful weapon but this doesn't please her either because again she just doesn't feel like her debt is canceled yep. if he's modifying her gift um and then i just made a note please tell me she won't offer sex as repayment in the future because i'm starting <laughs> to get worried Ooh, is that a prediction yeah okay yeah, no, so he says... It's like nothing pleases him, I don't know. You were trying to put me in your debt again, Randall Thor? Yeah. Not so. I did not accept the scabbard, so it has been yours all along. And I don't accept the hilt either, so that's yours too. If you have made a profit, that's your own doing. So. You know, it kind of gets me, though. He's genuinely excited about the sword. Too. Yeah. She's just blind because it's not the whole thing. And I'm like... Look how excited he is to have a hair and mark sword again, even though she probably wouldn't understand because yeah. she doesn't like swords. But it's, I, I thought he was genuinely like, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want the jewels that I know you can sell and get your monies back. It's it's very reminiscent of the sword that he lost when fighting Rialzaman above yes. the sky, right? Yep. And, uh, or Ishmael, as we now know he was. But, uh, um, yeah, so he's like, this is awesome. I'll take the blade and I can just have... Somebody make me a new hilt and a new scabbard. No problem. Easy peasy. But, okay. So, again, Avienda sleeps in Rand's tent. And without details, it's obvious Rand is getting pretty horny for her. <laughs> and he just keeps thinking, this has to stop. Um, yeah. Yeah. And this is where he asks more about Malayne's wedding. So they have some, oh, yeah, like, so... pillow talk, whatever. <laughs> yep. And then he asks, what does teaching a man to sing mean? Ailman did not sing. Not once they were old enough to take up a spear, except for battle chants and laments for the dead. You are thinking of Matt Cawthon. <laughs> she actually giggled. Sometimes a man gives up the spear for a maiden. You're making that up. I never heard anything like that. Well, it is not really giving up the spear. Sometimes a man desires a maiden who will not give up the spear for him, and he arranges to be taken Geishine by her. <laughs> he is a fool, of course. No maiden would look at Geishine as he hopes. He has worked hard and kept strictly to his place. And the first thing that is done is to make him learn to sing, to entertain the Spear Sisters <laughs> while they eat. She is going to teach him to sing. That is what maidens say when a man makes a fool of himself over one of the Spear Sisters. Oh, golly. That's great. So, And then right before they go to bed, 
Matt asks who gave Who her... gave you that snowflake necklace, Avienda? Yeah. A friend. Now get over it. Yeah. You jelly. Which is so... Fu- I'm just thinking, like, if he just... High school romance, he's really trying to be like, well, who gave it to you? And her answer makes it seem so obvious, like, it's a love interest. Like, that's yep. ty- that evasive type of answer would, yep. like, confirm his worst nightmare. Like, oh, I have competition. Yep. And, and I'm yep. trying to not like her, because I shouldn't like her, but I do like her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she does, like this, she wishes him good sleep and wake, and to wake, as only the ideal would worry about dying in their sleep. <laughs> I love it. And I thought, oh, that's that's the, like the opposite of the now I lay me down to sleep prayer. That right, right, yep, yep. That's funny. Just wait. Only an IEL would wish you a good night by hoping you did not die. I love it. <laughs> I do love it. Okay, and then it kind of ends. Just Rand is dreaming of Elaine and Min cheering on Rand as he holds a yelling Avienda over his shoulder. <gasps> Kind of like a marriage. Yeah. Hold. Marriage ceremony, but right? But then it makes me think, how will this threesome work that men foresaw? And then I was just thinking, is it a rotation? Could there be death? Mm-hmm. You know, is it one mm-hmm. at a time and someone dies? Is it. Uh, I don't know, like a squid game type thing? I haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you it's, just spoil it's, it's, season but, one? No. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So. But, Okay. Anyway, that it just ends right there. So, so this was just another yeah random follow up with random. This is more about Avienda, wasn't it? Yeah. Maybe. Or Aiel custom and. Yeah, yeah, definitely some more inside in the Aiel and their odd ways. Yeah. So. um, So yeah. I don't know if I have much more to comment on that. No, I think I think we pretty much covered that chapter. It was these are all really short chapters, so yeah. There's a lot of information and there's a lot of things to talk about. But they're still, they're very short. (laughs) The dog is is licking the baby's face while the baby sleeps. It's really, really precious. As the dog keeps biting Twitch. Playing, but, you know. All right, some action in Chapter 22. Yeah, we start out with a mad perspective, and I haven't said it this this, uh, episode, so let's get into your cat notes. All right, Chapter 22, Bird Calls by Night. This one starts with the Trolloc emoji great yeah. and also bird calls is what the shinar used as signals back in whatever book two yeah um and so i was really hoping maybe we'd see them again that was my first thought oh like, maybe they're gonna come maybe the shiner yeah. shinars are gonna come and they're all gonna meet up and yeah. be a big shinar and i yeah oh anyway, uno and ru are hanging out together that'd be great that was my first hope but well, let's let's jump into matt's perspective he's getting a massage from alindra naturally um, well, she matter-of-fact notes how short he is. Yep. <laughs> very short, but very You're well-muscled for yeah. a short man, Matchroom Coffin. <laughs> it's funny. Um, but he then gets intrusive memories of being, uh, Mason? And what's the name of... Uh, um, uh, fighting yes. Algari? Being one guy fighting another guy. Yeah, uh, Mason. Mason. Against the Algari. He... Yeah. He had spoken to Land, claiming he had overheard some names. The warder said Mason had been a king of Eheron, one of the Ten Nations, that much Matt, that much Matt already knew, some four or five hundred years before the Trolloc Wars. Land doubted that even the Brown Aja knew much more. Yeah. Much had been lost in the Trolloc Wars, and more in the War of the Hundred Years. 
Those were the earliest and latest of the memories that had been planted in his skull. Nothing after Arthur Pendrag Tenriel, and nothing before Mason of Aeron. Yeah. So, so Matt's still got it going. Anyway, uh, this is probably important. Melindra hinted to Matt... You should be more than Rand's shadow. And right away, I'm just like, oh, you sneaky shadow. Are you playing manipulation? I don't trust Melindra. Oh, because you talked about Glory? Yeah, we still don't know if we can trust her, period. Um, Matt could actually care less what she's talking about. He's just enjoying the massage. Yeah. Um, but then they're interrupted because there's a bird song, but it's a Two Rivers, a two rivers bird, bird song. Yep, yep. <gasps> Rand's Shadow Fiend wards have been set off. Okay, so here we, we jump into it. Robert Jordan style. Matt realizes they're being attacked from the north and the south. He puts on his pendant just in case oh, it could keep him safe from dark power. That's a nice theory, Matt. Yep. But then if you're hurt, you're not going to get healed. But that's okay. Um, okay, men are fighting alongside Trollocs and shouting Samael and the Golden Bees. Bees? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And Matt. <laughs> What's wrong with bees? Bees. <laughs> Samael and his Golden Bees. <laughs> okay. Why not? Um, it's, sorry. Matt knows their dark friend um, or... Maybe Matt doesn't know. I'm questioning if they're dark friends. Because there's men fighting alongside Trollocs, right? Yeah, if men are fighting alongside Trollocs, you can they're safely assume friends. they're dark friends. Okay. Or they've been, like, their their brain is warped and they're being forced to do it. In right. which well, case, they probably have lost their agency completely. And I wasn't sure if it was Kadir's people from the wagons at first. I was just okay. like, who are these people fighting with Trollocs? Nope. It's, no, they're, they're human warriors. Friends. Bad people. Okay. Yep. So Matt takes down a fade slash night runner, as they like to be called in the yep. fight. Yep. And um, suddenly the fight's over. That's that's how it felt to me. It was like really intense, and then it was done. Yeah, he takes down a Sherlock, and then um, a, a Murdral comes up, and they fight each other. It moved like a snake, boneless and fluid and quick. Night black cloak hanging still, however it darted, and it had no eyes, but. Um, and they said the look of the eyeless is fear, and he still like he was able to take him out. It's quite it's quite well described, but yeah, he. I mean, but that's the gist just of it, right? Yeah. It just yep. suddenly yep. it's dead, but then also the fighting's over, and Matt goes back to sleep, just wondering, what's the reason behind an attack that was so futile? Like yeah. they weren't here to win. I I do think that it's very 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 important to note. That Melindra jumped out and grabbed her spear and her and her shufa and her veil, but nothing else. So she's just Nikki. She's just killing yeah, right. Trollocs everywhere, just naked. And she wasn't the only Nikki. She wasn't the only <laughs> naked. I you know, and no one cared. You know. No, because they're yeah. all just running around. Yep. Fighting Nikki. Yep. I love it. Anyways, I, I, I agree. It. That's worth noting. Okay. Okay, we then get to switch back to Rand's perspective, who's also thinking the attacks made no sense. Um, and he turns to see Avienda approached by a drag car. Rand shoots bale fire at it, and it disintegrates. She thanks him by shooting fire directly at him. He duck. Yep, he ducks down. <laughs> and um, saying, "I can, I can, I can protect myself or whatever. Or I'll let you protect uh, yourself." No, no, She's so, just pissed. So he's like, "What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. This 
tops any ingratitude I've ever heard of. I just saved your life in case you failed to notice, and if I offended some bloody idle custom, I don't give a... The next time, I will leave the great Kare Karn to deal with matters by himself. And she walks away and goes into the tent. And then he looks behind him and... Sees a drag car dying. So she didn't actually shoot him. She was shooting the drag car that was behind him. Yeah. So he was a dick to her. Yep. Um... And now we know the fight was one of those distractions so the drag car could kill Rand. Yes. Again. We've seen this before. We'll probably see it again. Yep. Let's be honest. But um, and, and now is... he really offended Avienda, by the way. So oh, yeah. There's that. Okay. So, of course, uh, the wise the ones. Maidens, and, yep. Including Adeline. Oh, yeah. We need to talk about that. Adeline's looking really ashamed when she sees the drag car bodies. Rand is approached then by Lana Marine. He's a bit surprised. Why didn't you guys come to protect me like usual? And her saying, well, it's not always, we're not going to always be around to save you, buddy. Yeah. Um, and Rand didn't press where she'd been. Um, yeah. Then Rand goes to Asmodian's tent and gives the okay that he did not touch Sidene. Because Asmodian's just sitting there yep. during the battle. Um, and I think Rand is basically, if you had, I'd kill you. <laughs> so so basically, uh, I do want to talk about this really fast. So oh, the maidens come up. The... Yeah, I have it more later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you have more of it later. Okay, yeah. cool. Let's do that. Because he keeps visiting all these people. Um, and we get the idea, Asmodian says, it's not Samuel's style... Unless he's sure of success. So was this really Samuel's Yeah, attack? so it doesn't make sense that he would just uh, commit a small, basically sacrificial yeah, force just for a sneak attack. He's not, he's not the sneaky type. He, he, yeah. he attacks, you know, from the front. And then Rand slash Luz lets slip a Luz memory of, no, it was Sammy. He did the same damn thing back in the day. And there's no avoiding that as Modian heard him declare first person memory from Lou's perspective in that moment. Yeah. So so that's I thought that was important too. Asmodian is catching on because he's heard things here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was him. He tried to bait me into attacking him once in the same way as Saren and as Sarendahar. A light the thought drifted across the surface of the void. I said me. After a long silence, Asmodian said quietly, I never knew that. Hmm. So. Now Rand returns to his tent. So this maiden, yeah, this is important. Adeline was a little upset to see the drag car, right? So now it's the maiden honor guard are offering him their spears. Yep. And he's like, you guys are forgiven. It's fine. Yep. They they hand him his spears, and he's like, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> and they're like, whatever you want. Basically saying, you can break them, you can stab us, whatever. We failed to protect you. We ran off to... To fight the battle, and we should have stayed here in our, yeah. in our duty. And we failed, and and he's like, it was nothing, and if it was something, it's forgiven and forgotten. I would like to have a few hours sleep for once. If you want to discuss it, go talk to Amos or Bear. I am sure they'll understand what you're after more than I do. And for some reason, that shut them up. Yeah, I like that. So. Go to the wise ones if you need to discuss yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that, yeah, it hits the spot, right? And at last, he goes into his tent where Avienda's already sleeping with one sexy leg out of the blanket. Oh, he's trying not to look, but come on. And he dreams of Avienda throwing fire at him and Sama laughing next to her. 
Oh, his poor dreams. Yeah, they're kind of getting to him, aren't they? They are. And that's kind of where it ends. It's, it's yeah. We touched base with a few... Ki- I, I wanted to touch base about Landmarie and Asmodian. They're going to be important. I don't know. It, I mean, we it's, skipped over some of the Egwene stuff after she was like, oh, you pissed Avian off yeah. again, didn't you? And she went into the room to talk to Avianda. There's we we skipped over a lot in that chapter, but I don't like it's that one wasn't so much information heavy as it was more the action, right? Yeah. Yeah, and like you said it that made an honor guard having like pretty much saying we'll give up the sword because we failed. I mean, that's important to know yeah. the extent to which they take this job seriously. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so um, I think that's all I really have in that chapter. I don't think there's anything else we need to cover about that. No, it, it felt a very straightforward. It was another attack, and they were shouting, Samuel and the Golden Bees. <laughs> but then Asmodian thought it wasn't, but Rand slash Luz is like, no, it really is a nah, he, he does stuff like this, yeah. And now remind has. me, where was Samuel? Like, what town was he in? Because we've met him before, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He is he is masquerading as Lord Brend okay, in Lord Brend. the country of Ilian. Ilian, yeah. Where I, our Baeldomen is from. Oh. Baeldomen do be from Ilian. Interesting. Yeah, I'm already and mixing up. His aged grandmother. <laughs> yeah, my aged grandmother. Oh, um yeah, yeah so so yeah that's i th- I think that's okay that that's that yeah these more or less these were information and setup chapters yes right i mean that's what yes we got yeah. out of these three yes um we're getting yeah. we're starting to approach uh like 40 45 percent of the book at this point we've we've read um, so we're starting yeah. to approach like the midway point and it does i know it because I've read ahead already, but it does pick up. It picks up when it, it does a Robert Jordan once the action starts. Yep. It's like holy. Yep. Yeah. Once the action starts, it fucking yeah. goes. I think so. I guess the gist of this one too is Kuladin is still being a dick, a strong dick, because he literally kidnapped people. Yeah. Um, into slavery. Um, also because didn't we get a point? Can they really be Gaishin when they're not Aiel? You know what I mean? Yes. Isn't that a point yes, made yes, earlier? Yes. It is, so is not okay. Like, like yeah, the Aiel understand okay. that other cultures do not follow Jito, and so to force them to follow their customs would be a dishonor. Yes. So they do not force other cultures. Like they would not. They Which, will. They they okay. will kill wetlanders, but they will not take them as Gaishane. Which makes it, it actually makes sense. They'll kill Gaishane. them, or they'll probably like. They would probably, uh, if they beat him and they weren't threatened by him, they'd probably let him go, right? Yep. Like, that's probably more more honorable yep. to okay. to defeat your enemy without killing him, right? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So, that's yeah. that's basically that. So, do we got Fuck, Mary Kills? Uh, you can start if you've got yours. I've got mine. Go for it. And I don't really think I have to really defend them okay. this week either. It's, I'm, I'm fucking Matt. Oh, good. I do that often. I think he's probably one of the characters in this series that I'm most attracted to. In, in a physical, you know, not so much his personality, but like in a, yeah, yeah. I think that he's would be, that yeah. would be fun. That would be fun. Um, I am going to marry Moraine. She's doing her best. Yep. With the new role that she's trying to follow, you know, she's doing her best to continue to lead Rand with the strict rules that he has set upon her. 
and okay. uh, and 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 she's just trying to allow him to kind of get his feet wet underneath him, right? And and uh, and then uh, kill uh, Egwene. Ooh, it's always easy to kill Egwene. And at least, at least, at least in this part me. of the book, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love Egwene, but she's so annoying in this chapter, in these chapters, so. Even though we, we, I mean, we didn't even really talk about Egwene at all, but she was there being no, annoying throughout and that, the whole thing. I was so. going to, I laughed earlier because I'm like, of course I didn't say anything about Egwene. Yep. She annoys me. Yeah. Um, I guess my fuck, I'm going to give it to Avienda. Okay. Um, her, that, that scene where she throws Balefire <laughs> At Rand slash the drag car behind Rand. Yeah. Um, there is something about that where it's like he's so quick to jump down her throat instead of check in with her. And like yeah. she was like she was almost murdered only to immediately jump in and mm. make sure he's not murdered. Yes. I mean that that's a big deal. Yeah. And I don't blame her for being pissed at him this time. Like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Mary, hmm. Ooh. I might say, I actually almost said Matt, but maybe, you know, I, I'm going to go with Lan. Okay. Because he he comments on Matt's. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is the biggest compliment Lan may ever give Matt. Is, and it was. Yep. That, from Lan, that yep. was huge. Yeah, but not of approval is... I like I like what Matt was doing, but it was technically I guess it would have been marrying the memories of all the soldiers he was. But it's it's Lan who's just like, Well, that's cool. You know, he's yeah. not just questioning you know, there's other people who'd just be like, Where'd that come from? You know, like yeah. too stubborn to accept growth from someone as squirrely as Matt. I think Lan has been around uh Aes Sedai long enough and now three to Varen long enough that he's he's starting to realize that there's pretty much like he did. There's no point in getting surprised at things now, because every because he has no idea what's going to yeah. happen. You just have to kind of accept it as it comes along. You know, I love Lan, and Lan is always the correct choice for fuck or marry. You know, like I don't think it either is, of us have ever killed Lan, and I, I can't imagine either of us ever will. You know, it, it it's kind of a cheat to use him, but it, I, it's yeah. been a while. Yeah, so. I mean, like I said, Matt's kind of like my my cheap fuck, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, who are you killing? Oh gosh, I still leggling from you. So you did, but I didn't. I wouldn't even mention her in this chapter. Now you uh, killed her long before I did, then. Huh? <laughs> it's I, gotta be. It's it's this is a collective Kuladin and the gang. Cause yeah. I can't believe. I also can't believe he abandoned Jaito. Okay, we can believe it. I can't believe he would just. Kidnap people like that. So, so here's the thing, it's not unbelievable that Kuladin would uh, abandon Jito, but to get his entire clan to also abandon Jito, that's the surprising part. Yeah, and, and that's it, the shitty part. And his so clan I, is kind of sort of growing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I think that if you feel it's necessary to commit genocide upon the Shido, I don't know a lot of Wheel Time fans that would be one hundred percent. There's probably a few. To be fair. I do not condone genocide in any way, shape, or form. This is a fantasy series, and the Shido are written as huge fucks. And this is just for fun anyway, so. Yeah, it's just for fun. <laughs> so, also, anyways. Um, worth noting, I never said this, but when I gave birth, it was the weekend, and my doctor was not on call. He was on no, call the night before. He us, actually yeah. left in the morning. I was there, but they he gave my case to the other doctor who was on call. Dr. Coolitan. 
god. And I oh, might be no. saying his name wrong, but I say Kaludin's name wrong too. It's spelled slightly different. There's a T. I just thought it was really funny. Yeah. That, and no. I didn't think of it at all at the time. Much later, when I finally read his name, I was like, oh my god. Oh, that's hilarious. Don't worry. That's hilarious. It was not of the Shido. Not okay. related. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Well, I think with that. Yeah, everyone, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! Thank you for listening to this episode of The Glee Man's Apprentice. The Glee Man's Apprentice is available on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Our theme song is written by Twitch Avery and performed by Andrew Bard of Time.